turn into tune into first round fantasy, you're talking to some guys who make it to the championship. Someone's got to get used to the new intro. A little longer than usual, but we'll take it. Thanks, uh, thanks, Jake over from Apocalypse for that. But welcome everybody else. Welcome, Jacob Barley. I'm Gabriel Marimontis, and joined with us today. Speaking of Apocalypse and DC Fandom United, Gio Ramos is joining us today. Gio, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, guys. I've uh, been tuning in regularly to your uh, shows and love what you guys do. And I'm just here to give my two cents as a reigning fantasy football league champion in two leagues and an avid Madden 22 player. All right. I can't deny the facts, but also you haven't been tuning into us that much because we've been on a three month break. We've taken some time off. And we thought, what not a better opportunity to come back than on the first day of free agency. It's like the turning of a new page. So who cares about Geo's championships <laughs> last year? I don't because I'm focused on this it's year. Old news. It's in the past, right? <laughs> Jacob, do you agree? I agree because I lost to him in one of those championships. So I definitely <laughs> oh, want to forget about bad. that. It's all good. Hey, your team all, in that man. league is beast, though, man. You, yeah, it you're is. You're going to be around for a while. Wait, what league is this? <clears throat> the Pick Six League. Ah, yes. You've, you've, that is, and now since it's officially like done, even though you were second place, uh, we can officially say that was the fastest rebuild of any fantasy <laughs> team I've ever seen. One year rebuild. Yeah. But if Geo wins next year in like, our Dynasty League, he yeah. might have you beat That's, because he has certainly flipped the script in that league as well. That's so a we'll good point. And see. That's a good point. But uh, it's so good to be back. It's so good to talk fantasy football. Uh, and what not better place to start than free agency like we just talked about. So many things happening. Before we dive into that, so many people have already been talking about all of these big moves that have happened. So we're just wanna, we just want to give our two cents, you know, because we want to. And the first off, we got to talk about the big man himself, Russell Wilson at Denver Bronco. It's exciting. It's so exciting. I'm thrilled. I'm happy to see it. I don't know what happens in Seattle after this, but let's start with the new home, the Denver Broncos. Um, Initial gut reaction, this has to be a bump for guys like Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Javante Williams. Um, I mean, so much opportunity there, so much upside with the newfound king, Russell Wilson in Denver. Any thoughts, guys, initial gut reactions for the Denver side of the football? Well, I think Gio's clapping because he's finally out of the our division. Yes. The <laughs> so now we don't have to pace, play <laughs> like four elite or three elite quarterbacks two times a year in our same division. It's it's crazy. So at least the Seahawks will be a little bit of a less tougher task going forward. Yes, Jacob. That now falls on us in the Western, in the AFC yes. West, where now the Raiders to have your, to face yeah, three of the top guys. six NFL <laughs> exactly. quarterbacks in the league. So Now your yeah, division just got a lot tougher, but I, it's interesting to me. I, I'm more wondering about DK Metcalf, honestly, and Tyler Lockett, especially Tyler Lockett, because I think DK Metcalf can work with any quarterback, right? But Lockett and Wilson had this beautiful chemistry that, led to so many PPR, huge PPR games and huge, like 300 yard, four touchdown games. Huge they probably games. weren't that, but they were close to that. Um, so I think the, the dent or the Seattle players are going to hurt, but we'll see. We don't even know who their quarterback is going to be. Is, is it going to be drew lock? Pro- I mean, we'll see. We don't, the quarterback carousel is not done yet in, in uh in the NFL, but yeah, that's what's interesting to me. But of course, all the Denver guys get a bump up. Absolutely. Yeah, man. The picture is a lot clearer on the Denver side of the ball. And that's why I wanted to bring them up first. I mean, Jerry Judy, I was 
inevitably the highest on him last year. I think he was like the knight in shining armor, that show that we do at the very beginning of the year where we pick our guys and we put our flags down. Uh, and it just wasn't the case. He, he got hurt early on in the season, came back. It was never really the same. I, it's safe to say I'm excited for him again, but you know, other guys like Cortland Sutton, KJ Hamler are also there. Uh, and like I said, in the backfield, Javante Williams and Joe, bless his heart, he's not on the podcast today. He had mentioned that this might actually hurt a guy like Javante Williams. I don't think Russell Wilson is going to be running the ball like he used to. Um, so I think Javante Williams certainly gets a bump. Gio, any thoughts about the Denver side of the football? Yeah, I mean, you guys definitely touched on it. Um, everybody in Denver gets a bump up. And, you know, that includes uh, Tim Patrick, who uh, oh. – I've seen his name appear several times um, in the social media reactions, but I, I got a, at first I'm like, ah, that's a tough division with Herbert and um, Mahomes, right? Is, is that it? Yeah. yeah. Herbert, yeah. Mahomes, Carr, and Wilson. And who knows the Raiders might switch up their quarterback situation too. We'll yeah. see. But then I, I, I started thinking like, Oh, there's going to be some shootouts between these, you know, quarterbacks going on. So for fantasy, Great. I'm really liking where Russell Wilson landed in Denver. I imagine that Russell Wilson is not afraid of, you know, now the Chargers, they bolstered their defense, you know. Uh, Raiders have a good defense as well. But let's not forget, Russell Wilson comes from the NFC West, one of the toughest divisions in the last decade. And he ain't afraid of that. He's going to cook. They're going to be putting up points. I'm expecting shootouts. And if Russell Wilson is there in like the sixth, seventh, eighth round, I'm feeling pretty good about that. So, Oh, yeah. I mean, this is the great thing about doing shows so early in the offseason is that we can literally say anything we want and everyone's going to forget about it other than just like either laughing us off like right away or being like, Oh yeah, I'm, I remember that when he said that six months ago. So we can say it right now is Russell Wilson. He's got to be top 10 contention, right? He's top 10 contention every year for fantasy. Are you confident in saying top 10 right now? How far will you go? Initial impressions of this trade. You got to think about it holistically here, right? Uh, upgrade at wide receivers. Not technically. Jacob mentioned the continuity that he had with Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. He's got to learn a whole new system. Not really more like Denver's got to learn a whole new system because it's going to be the Russell Wilson way there. But he's got to mesh with a whole new group of guys. So the talent-wise, it may not be there with guys like Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton unless you believe that they are more talented than you know Metcalf and Lockett. But I just don't know. Like I think he's a top-10 fantasy quarterback, right? You Absolutely, guys? yeah. I mean, How, how low is, are you willing to go? I'm always super high on Russell Wilson. I, you know, before Patrick Mahomes won the Super Bowl, I thought Russell Wilson was the best quarterback in the NFL. Um, and so for fantasy, though, it's different, obviously, but I don't think it changes much. If anything, it's a bump because while, yeah, Lockett and, and Metcalf were, you know, great receivers for him to throw to, now he has possibly a better third option, maybe a better fourth option and a consistent, hopefully a consistency at running back there. Cause they were, his guys were always getting injured on um, mm. the running backs there in, in Seattle. Yeah, so I think it's going to be around the same mark. Look, the way Russell Wilson was a top five fantasy quarterback for years, but some of these young guys have came in Mahomes, Josh Allen, and they've, passed him up but he's still going to be in that top 10 so i'm in the six to eight range with russell wilson and i would have been even if he was in seattle honestly so it hasn't changed much for me i'm looking back here and as far back as 2015 he's a top 10 guy every single year other than mm -hmm. last year where he was hurt um most notably back in 2015 where he was number five and i think 2017 where he was number one overall and i believe 2019 where he was number two overall so can we say top five? Are you willing to go that far? Or is it too soon to tell? Can I name five quarterbacks who I'd rather have fantasy-wise than Russell Wilson? Yes. So I'd say too mm -hmm. soon. And who are they? Let's talk about it. I mean, Mahomes, Herbert, Fair. Allen. Fair. 
Fair. Rogers. Burrow. Fair. Burrow. I saying it. And Bur- ooh, Burrow, Burrow, Burrow. I think people are going to be Dak. super high on Joe Burrow going into of, next of season. Of course, especially they've made numerous moves in the offseason. Jacob and I were talking about that before the show, where you know we're looking for those big offensive acquisitions in free agency, but in reality, it's what's being done in between the lines and. The uh, Cincinnati Bengals have already come out and they've made two huge splashes on the offensive line. So they're, we all knew that's what they were going to do. Joe Burrow was the most sacked quarterback ever to make a Super Bowl. And there he goes, finds himself in a Super Bowl and almost wins it. But uh, yeah, five quarterbacks, Gio, I can't argue with you. So yeah, Jacob, what about you? Yeah, let's no, make I it can't. even. Yeah. Let's well, I can't go top five. five. Yeah. Top five fantasy QBs right now. Gio, are those yours? Um, not. It doesn't have that, to be in any order. Not in that exact order, but yeah, I I would say so. Yeah, I'd probably have to do that the same. I'd probably go. Let's see, uh, Mahomes, Allen, oof, Deshaun Watson. Uh, yeah, over Rodgers Watson yet? But so let's look, let's say he's not playing yet. Yeah, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, um, Herbert. Look, don't Burrow. don't sleep on Lamar Herbert. Jackson. I don't know if I'd put Burrow there yet. Yeah. I mean, Jackson. he had splashes. But, it, I mean, he – people were high on him because he won you fantasy playoffs. Up until that, he had – there were other – Cincinnati was winning games because of their defense and because of Joe yeah. Mixon. Burrow kind of came on strong at the end of the year, which is obviously going to have high notions to push him up draft boards come draft season. But uh, I don't know if I'm willing to give him top five yet. But Allen, Mahomes, maybe Kyler Murray – uh, it's that's Aaron Rodgers. I hate to say it. That's a good pick. Him. Would you rather have Russell Wilson next season in the redraft or Kyler Murray? That's a his, great question. And know, I'd probably go with Russell Wilson, considering Kyler Murray is in this huge murky water situation where he's trying to pull a mediocre Aaron Rodgers, where he doesn't like his team. He wants to get paid. He wants to get traded. I don't. I tend to not like guys like that. But hey, teach their own. He's doing what he does to get his money. So. But yeah, hey, I'd was, rather have Russell Wilson. Jacob. I was so happy. Oh, so go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, 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 no what I was gonna it's, say? it's it's so tough right now because don't forget about Matthew Stafford and all these rushing guys. And we all know who Trey Lance is gonna bust into there somewhere. Not saying he's gonna be top five right away, but he's gonna have something to say if he becomes a starter. So it's gonna be tricky. I mean, I but I don't be surprised because remember it was two or three years ago where Russell Wilson came out on fire and he was easily the he was the number one in fantasy for like six weeks. So yeah. he has the possibility to do that. That's very true. Well, G- Gio, do you want to close with your last thought and then we can move on? Well, I just, I, I don't know. It, it's just, I mean, it, it's, it's a long off season training camp and whatnot. I mean, free agency just started today. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> we'll see. I, I don't know. I mean, like I, Russell Wilson somewhere in that, for me, top seven to ten range. But that's going off of his prolific resume. And so we'll see what happens in Denver. I love to disagree, but I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think he, he's going to fit fine in the, in the bottom half of the top ten for fantasy. Uh, and there's going to be some growing pains, learning that new offense or learning with meshing with his new pay, uh, teammates. So early, we'll have to see what happens. Let's move on to an even more popular quarterback, Carson Wentz, a Super Bowl champion. He finds himself in Washington, back in his former division, ready to take on those Eagles again. And uh, he's with the Washington Commanders, which also we haven't talked since then. What do you guys think of the new name, Washington Commanders? I like it. It's not bad. I mean, it's whatever. (laughs) Like it, I don't love it, but like, after like a week later, I just started calling them commanders and now it's like it's stuck. And I saw the article where like commanders trade for Carson Wentz. And I'm like, well, there it is. It's normal now. So it's normal. I've accepted it. I I the real person to ask is our buddy Keith, who's a Washington football. He's that's his team. And he was not too happy with the name when I asked him about it. Well, we'll have to get him on sometime to. He wanted the concerns. Red Hogs or something like that. The Red Tails <laughs> would have been amazing. Or red Tails or Red Hogs. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, let's talk fantasy then. Carson Wentz. I mean, I don't know what you make of it. Is he an upgrade over a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick or Taylor Heineke? 
or whoever was starting for Washington football team last year, now Washington commanders. But uh, I don't know, man. This makes me scared for guys like Terry McLaurin, guys like, you know, Gibson, who just has problems within his own right with J.D. McKissick there. This team, once promising, is now kind of scary. What are your initial thoughts after the move? You know, Wentz didn't come in and set the world on fire in Indy. He crumbled under big games. He didn't do much for fantasy purposes. He was often on waiver wires, unless you played in deep leagues or two QB leagues. So I just, I don't know what to make of it. What are your thoughts, guys? Gio, I'll start. No, Jacob, I'll start with you. That's right. I'm starting with you, Jacob. I, I don't get this. I don't get this kind of from, look, the Colts got a lot for Carson Wentz, more than he was worth, according to most people. But I just don't get this, like bringing a guy and he didn't, like take you to the Super Bowl, so you're just gonna move off of him that quickly. And I'm really surprised because Frank Reich, the coach in Indianapolis, this is his guy. Like they were together in Philadelphia, and Carson Wentz's best year was with Frank Reich there in Philadelphia with him. So I'm surprised about that. So the fact that they're willing to get rid of him, and what is now? What are the Colts gonna do? I mean, they're probably gonna go after Jimmy Garoppolo or something, or they have a backup plan. But is that even an upgrade from Carson Wentz? I don't know, but. I do think Carson Wentz is an upgrade from any other option that the Washington commanders had, unless they were going to really try to get into the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes or they, they missed out on the Russell Wilson sweepstakes. So I just, if you think about it, like if Carson Wentz can stay healthy, then I think he's an upgrade over, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick signed a one-year deal. So he's a free agent technically too. Uh, But yeah, I do think it's an upgrade, but I don't think it's going to take them to the promised land. I think it'll make them formidable in their division, but I don't look, they have, they're going to have a good defense. Hopefully they fell off last year, but even though it's because chase young got hurt partially, but I just don't, I don't know. It, it kind of, I think they're trying to find any sign of stability. They got a new franchise name. They want to, they want somebody they want their first year as the commanders to have a, a name under a quarterback. So I think it's more for that reason rather than they think they're going to win a Super Bowl with him. Gio. Um, so Carson Wentz to the commanders. Is it, does it make them better? Does it make it worse? I, I think it can go either way. I think they didn't get worse, but they didn't get better either. Um, and I know that's such a safe, you know, opinion to have, but I'm thinking in my head, like there were certainly worse options in the NFL that they could have gone with. Like, would you rather have Carson Wentz or Baker Baker Mayfield? Would you rather have Carson Wentz or Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones at times, but at times, I can understand. He can run with his legs now. But I understand what you're getting at. Lose his I like talent. the game. I like the game. <laughs> um, so I, as far as Okay, the the focus is Terry McLaurin and Antonio Gibson, right? I mean, those like how does it affect them? Carson Wentz, even though he disappointed, he's a competent quarterback who can throw the ball. Um, Terry McLaurin, I'm not too worried about him because even in the short passes, uh, Terry McLaurin can still get yards after catch. He can make incredible catches. I've, I mean, just that guy's an, an incredible player. Uh, Antonio Gibson, it, I mean. Carson Wentz is probably his second worry after just staying healthy, in my opinion. If he could just stay healthy, then, you know, he can do some things. So to answer your question, I I don't think it goes one way or the other. I don't think it moves the needle. So Terry McLaurin, number 25 last year, according to uh, NFL fantasy rankings, PPR. Wide receiver 25. Can he crack the top 20 this year with Carson Wentz? Doesn't move the needle either way. But, you know, moving the needle one way or another way is different when we're talking about the NFL as opposed to when we're talking about fantasy. So can Terry McLaurin sniff the top 20 this year, which makes him an awesome wide receiver two option, which at times last year, you really didn't think you were getting that. People were considering benching him at times. He was so frustrating. But he did enough early on. And he sprinkled some on here and there where you were frustrated. But at the end of the year, this is what you got. So do you think he finds a little bit more consistency with a guy like Carson Wentz 
in 2022? What do you guys think? I say yes, because you know why? My motto still stands. It's so early to tell. Why not have an optimistic opinion about everyone? Gio? I'd say yes, only because of the fact that Carson Wentz has played in this division before recently. Good call. And so it's like while the Mm -hmm. rosters aren't entirely the same, He's played at uh, what's the uh, Phillies uh, FedEx Field? Is I didn't even think Philly? about that. He's gonna play them twice a year now. He's gonna play in Jerry World. He's gonna play at MetLife Stadium. So there's got to that's got to count for something. I would say yeah, twenty top twenty, maybe nineteen or twenty. But you know what's a good a- indicator of that? Go ahead. Who improved last year significantly from his year before? Michael Pittman Jr who was being thrown to thrown the ball oh, from Carson Wentz. There's so always another side of the ball. What happens in Indy? The number one option there. I think he can feed the number one option here in Washington. He just got to stay healthy. As long as Wentz stays healthy, I think Terry McLaurin will finish above wide receiver 25 as long as Carson Wentz stays healthy. And I would kind of like we did with the Denver and Seattle situation. I would love to talk about the other side of the ball, but we just don't know what's going to happen there yet. There, As of right now, there is no formidable formidable option. The Colts have been rumored to be that Deshaun Watson landing spot, but obviously still have the Saints and Panthers. Well, so we'll have to just wait and see here. But as of right yeah. now, those futures for those players, I mean, Jacob, you just pulled the trigger on a uh, fantasy trade just a couple of days ago where you acquired <laughs> Jonathan Taylor – for uh aj brown and who was uh david montgomery now i think anybody would tell you that's a pretty good deal but with a question mark like this i mean how much does a qb factor in a good qb or a bad qb for that matter how much does the position factor into a stable running back performance i mean well i think the colts they must have some type of backup plan because you don't want to be they don't want to start Jacob Eason next year. Like they just, they don't. <laughs> they have their money elsewhere, right? I want to look at their draft pick really quick. Yeah. While I and do, Gio, what do you think about Jacob's trade? <laughs> um, I know. I mean, I, I, I personally like it. Yeah. I mean, because Montgomery, you know, he's, he's not old, but you can see last season. Cause I, I was a Montgomery owner. Like he was off for quite a bit. And his backup, Khalil Herbert, mm-hmm. was balling. They're going to look at that footage, that film from last season and go, hey, maybe we run a, you know, more of a Khalil Herbert. You know, he's way too talented to be just riding the bench. So maybe David Montgomery's, you know, carries get impacted negatively. And um, A.J. Brown, great receiver. I mean, like top five as far as like, under 25 i think he's 25 or 24 25 um but man jonathan taylor that guy's a monster (laughs) he's a tank yeah Um, at first when i got the offer i was like this is this is too much for jonathan taylor and then i was thinking about i'm like look it's look uh aj brown and david montgomery are going into their fourth seasons they've both shown they've both been banged up a lot Jonathan Taylor's going into his third season and showing no signs of slowing down. So I'm like, screw it. I'll do it. And he's the yeah, number one dynasty running back, right? He's Dude. just now entering his prime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So perfect time to pull the trigger. Well, as far as the Colts, thank you guys for buying me some time there. And I loved your insight, Gio. But looking at the Colts draft picks this season, uh, round two, pick 42 overall is their first pick. So, you know, considering that the QBs this year, a lot of them are speculating that we're not going to see too many offensive firepower QBs come out in the first round. I think there's only about three or four to mention, and we'll talk about those guys later on in the season or in the offseason. But that seems to be a range. However, names that are currently linked to the Indianapolis Colts are among your fan favorites in San Francisco, Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek Carr, my fan favorite in Oakland, Uh, as well as Jordan Love, and again, this is all according to ESPN. I'm just kind of spewing off some articles here, and Marcus Mariota. So those are four names other than Jordan Love where 
I think any three of those guys are an upgrade over Carson Wentz performance last year. And if that's what we're hoping for, I think Jimmy G is a fine guy to run a team. I mean, look what he's done with your Niners for the last few years. People can talk as much crap about him as they want. He's got into the Super Bowl two out of the last three years. So he could do something right, right? Uh, and some people like to say that, you know, the Colts were built for that last year. I don't know about that. But it's been said. Uh, Marcus Mariota can have a resurgence. And, of course, Derek Carr. So, Jacob, in essence – I like I like the trait. Man. Yeah, like I mean, I think one running back in Dynasty. Carr, I think uh, Garoppolo and Wentz are like they're different players, but as far as value goes, like they're pretty similar to me. The the thing is, we'll see what Jimmy Garoppolo can do because the Colts' offensive line is amazing, and also Jonathan Taylor is is amazing. So like that could set up Jimmy Garoppolo for a lot of success. But if they get Derek, Carr, look, Derek Carr is so underrated. He is so underrated. He's the best out of Thank that you. group. He's an upgrade. Honestly, he's a huge upgrade from Carson Wentz, in my opinion. The problem with Derek Carr is he's their best asset, their best player in Las Vegas, but the rest of the team around him isn't doing their – most of them aren't doing their job. So if you put Derek Carr on the Colts, they're going to be so damn good, honestly. So I would love for that to happen for the Colts, but – yeah, I don't know. I think I feel like Jimmy Garoppolo is just a lateral move for them, but we'll see. Only time will tell. Only time will tell. And thank you for the kind words. I'm glad that we could exchange some. Usually, when we have Joe on here, he's the buffer. You know, no kind talk. Derek Carr's yeah. trash, and Jimmy G's God, or Jimmy G's trash, and Derek Carr's still trash. He just he he balances <laughs> us out. So, Joe, if you're out there, we appreciate you. Um, but that's enough talk about Indy. That's enough talk about the Washington Commanders. Obviously, way more to talk about later, but enough for now. Let me ask you the next question, guys. Where do all NFL players go to die? They go to the Browns. Oh, exactly. Nail on the haystack. <laughs> and that's where our next player, Amari Cooper, has found himself Man. in Cleveland playing for the Browns. He was traded there by the Dallas Cowboys just a couple of days ago. Um Initial reactions across the community. So obviously you haven't heard it from here first, but uh, they're not looking good for Amari Cooper. Baker Mayfield himself is in murky water. They're said to not even keep him. Derek Carr has been linked to the Browns lately as well. So there's just a lot of uncertainty, things that could quite frankly shake out more as free agency, you know, keeps on going. But uh, initial reactions, I don't know, man. I do think that Amari Cooper, and this is bold, but Amari Cooper now, entering 2023, was better than Odell Beckham Jr. going into Cleveland in 2021 or in 2021. Was 2021 was his first season, or did he play there in 2020? I want to say 2020. I think he had already had a season under his belt, right? Yeah, I believe so. I take back the whole argument back because I didn't know my dates, but they also released Jarvis Landry. So he's the only man there, which means they released Baker, Jarvis Landry. They yeah. released Jarvis Landry. So whether it's Baker Mayfield or someone else, Mari Cooper is going to see targets. Even in the run friendliest team in football, he's going to get targets. And is that a top 20 value? Is that a wide receiver too? I don't even know what to make of it. So what do you guys think? Gio, I'll start with you. No, because Baker can't throw the ball. <laughs> he can't. I mean, my God, you have Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham and David Unjoku. I mean, that's that's a three-headed monster right there. Give Russell Wilson those weapons, you know, give hell, give Daniel Jones those weapons, man. I just I have no faith in Baker Mayfield. Yes, Amari Cooper will get targets, but you know what? He's gonna get overthrown. He's going to have bad passes. The ball is going to go behind him, in front of him. And it's going to go into the defender's hands. Like, I just, I wouldn't be surprised if Amari Cooper is traded again before the trade deadline this upcoming season. He's going to have a miserable time. I mean, why couldn't, I mean, just Jacksonville, come on now. With DJ Chark hitting the free agency. I mean, Trevor Lawrence to Amari Cooper, that would have been so great, man. Terrible place. My con- 
my condolences to an extent. You're still getting paid millions, Amari Cooper. Okay, <laughs> you'll be fine, but you're not I gonna know, have I'd, fun. I'd love to, you know, be excited about this. I, I have Amari Cooper on a dynasty, and I've been trying to shake him off. And I feel like now no one's gonna touch him with a ten foot pole, which makes it even harder for me to trade him. But being that guy, I have to find some optimistic thing to say. And again, he's going to be the only guy there unless they do something else. I mean, Donovan Peoples-Jones, who was okay at times last year, but certainly is not going to pronounce himself in year two under a Baker Mayfield. So I, I, I don't know. Wide receiver three, that's that's what I'm willing to say right now. High-end wide receiver, low-end wide receiver two, I should say. Jacob, what are your thoughts? It's hard to say because we have no example of Baker Mayfield feeding somebody successfully uh, as far as a pass catcher goes. So even the year, was it last, not this previous year, but the year before when they were really good, it's like Odell, like they weren't doing much in the passing game. It, it was carried by the run game for the most part. So I just, it's going to be so odd, but I don't know. I could see a situation where Cooper succeeds there, but I think his ceiling is limited now where in Dallas, even with CD lamb and Michael Gallup and everybody else there in Dallas, Mari Cooper's ceiling was a top five wide receiver. Honestly, that was his ceiling. And now what's his ceiling? Is it at best a back end wide receiver one top 13, 14, 15 wide receiver. I think that might be his ceiling now and ceiling meaning the best that he can possibly get this year. So that being said, what's his floor? Is it a wide receiver three wide receiver four? I don't know, but I don't know. I, I'm having a, I have a little bit of optimism to be honest. And especially cause we don't even know if, if Baker Mayfield is going to be the quarterback. That's, a, that's another thing to consider as well. Very true. I looked it up. I just wanted to see what, if Landry had ever had any prominence and I looked and I'm like, Oh my gosh, 2019, he was wide receiver 12 guys. That's insane. Only to find out that uh, case Keenum was his quarterback. That was the year before <laughs> <laughs> Baker Mayfield got there. But um, yeah, I mean, no good things to say right now. It's unfortunate. He's a premier talent. We'll have to wait and see as we're going to be saying, we're going to preface everything that we're talking about today as geo points, like he's in a court order room. What do you have? To right. Say? Um, so I want to ask, I want to pick your guys' brain real quick. Okay. Let's, Let's say it. the draft was tomorrow. Okay. Would you rather have Amari Cooper or Allen Robinson? Amari Cooper. And you're drafting Allen Robinson. Oh, wait. Not but knowing wait, where, he's, know where be, he's at. Right? Do we know where Allen Robinson no. landed? You, you don't know where he's you at. Just have to take but let's that say risk. he. The situation can't be worse than Chicago last season. Yeah, no. I oh, guess you're right. It can't be worse than <laughs> Cleveland, right? I guess not. Unless he goes, well, right now his name is closely linked to the Packers. He's willing to take – he's came out and publicly said he's willing to take less money to be the number two. But with Devontae Adams likely not to play, and we were going to get to that later on, but I guess we can kind of segue into it now because it's part of the conversation. He could easily become a number one option there, right? So, uh, Jacob, I don't know. I'll, I guess I'll throw it to you. What do you think? Amari Cooper or a destinationless Allen Robinson? I'll take Allen Robinson because oh, the the possibility for him to land somewhere very uh, exciting for me. Because we know if – and we're assuming Cooper's going to stay on the Browns. So that's either Baker Mayfield or whatever they can do at quarterback. Um, I'll take the risk with Allen Robinson, honestly, just because – who knows if maybe him and Deshaun Watson land in the same place, or maybe he goes, maybe he goes to green Bay or whatever, who knows? But yeah, I'm going to, I rolled Allen Robinson. Yeah. Literally all the names right now, green Bay, Kansas city. Uh, the only uninteresting one would be Detroit, which there you might be like, okay, it becomes a little bit more interesting, but I think I, I got to go with talent and they're both so talented. Um, I, I'd probably go with, I'd probably go with Amari Cooper still, unless I absolutely know I, the uncertainty of where Robinson's going, but then that defeats the purpose of the argument because we're trying to say that we don't know where he's going, but anywhere is better than Cleveland. So I guess I'm hypocritical in saying that I take yeah. Cooper, but knowing I take Robinson, what Would about you? you, take you? Are you pro Gallup over any of them 
Yeah. <laughs> I would take Gallup as a number I would take two Gallup. over. I would probably take Gallup over Amari Cooper. I would That's definitely crazy. take uh, Gallup. The better quarterback and less. Well, I mean, not less mouths to feed because I mean, I mean, put it this way: Gallup, his competition is now Dalton Schultz and um, Ceedee Lamb, whereas Amari Cooper's competition is Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. And the amount of times they're going to keep running the ball. True. And who knows? Maybe they fall so far behind that they start throwing the ball. And even even at that, I just I have no faith in Baker Mayfield as his quarterback. So, Gio, you posed the question. Now give us your answer. It was a oh. hard one. Um, because we don't know where Robinson's going, but. I would- I think we. I think you got to go, Allen Robinson, right? I would go, Allen Robinson. I know. At least I know what I have with Amari Cooper and where he's at right now. With Allen Rob, I'll take my chances with Allen Robinson going somewhere where the quarterback is better than Baker Mayfield, where the Fair offense does not run first or run heavy, where they're not in a division with Pittsburgh and Ravens. Um, I'm sorry, Baltimore and those nasty defenses. I will stay with Amari Cooper, and I'll say it's because the teams that he's currently linked to, uh, Detroit um, being the oddball out, I'd like him there. But, you know, as appetizing as, you know, Green Bay and Kansas City will look to them, I guess with Aaron Rodgers there, Kansas City, I'd be a little speculative because they love to spread the ball around. And they still got to go through Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. So if they add a guy like Allen Robinson, then it's like, eh, you know, I'll take the guy that I know is at least going to get like five targets a game rather than guys going to have a blow up every couple of games. But um, tough questions, and that's why Gio's on the show today. Thank you so much. Oh, my goodness. Can we move on now, fellas? Because there's plenty more to talk about, and we're going to start rattling off these free agents. I just want to ask really quick, you guys, what do you think the ceiling for CD Lamb is now that Cooper's out of there? Like what – What's his ceiling? Uh, I want to see it before I say it, but I'll go top 15. Top 15? Top 15. Did he finish top 15 last year? I, think uh, he I was going right to go like that. top eight. Yeah. Mm. No, I, yeah, I think, I think his ceiling, look, and ceiling doesn't mean you're saying that's going to happen. You're saying that's his, that's his potential. Like how far he can yeah. reach this season. He I'm, finishes the I, wide receiver 19 last year. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably go. I'd go top twelve. Yeah. Safe. I'm going top five. Yeah. Well, we know you're high on him. You're very high. And again, Jacob's taking a little bit of the uh, what I said earlier. This is so early. You can say whatever you want, Jacob. Mm. No, that's true. But I've always, I'm always high on CD Lamb. So I got the opportunity to like make some claims. I'll say top five. I'm just thinking. Just Cooper Cup repeat. Yes, Devonte Adams. He may not play. Debo Samuel, he might regress depending on who's throwing him the ball. Uh, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, Deontay Johnson might regress. Mike Evans, Hunter Revro might regress. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Jalen Waddle, DK Metcalf, Chris Godwin, Tyler Lockett. Oh, yeah, there's a perfect opportunity for him to slip up. And those are guys that just happened to finish high last year. There are other guys T. Higgins could sort. Oh, I could see a world where he's where he's top 10. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go top twelve for now, but top ten is yeah, definitely, definitely. Fair enough. Good question, Jacob. All right, let's move on. Uh, we're not going to spend too much time on this one. I just want to hear destinations, possible destinations, before we go any further. Gut instincts. What do you think? And now that Sean Watson is seeking trade rumors, uh, they're he's cleared of charges, all that nonsense. Where does he go? And I'll give you 10 seconds, 10 seconds to think as I let you know that right now it looks like the Panthers are front runners with the Saints close behind. Um, and I just looked up an article where apparently the Colts aren't even – the Texans aren't even fielding calls with the Colts because it's within their division. So they don't even want Deshaun Watson to go there. Oh, yeah. He, he's not going to the Colts. Yeah. So Panthers, uh, Saints, maybe Seattle. What do you think? Your 10 seconds are up. I bought you enough time. Jacob? You're first. Um, San Francisco 49ers. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> we would we'd probably have to trade Trey Lance to make that happen. No. Um, Which you could do. Would you not no. trade Trey Lance to get? I don't want any part Watson? of it. 
Yeah, no, I would just roll with our plan, whatever our plan is right now, just because like that's that's too much. Trade three first round picks and then for Trey Lance and then trade Trey Lance. No, I don't know. Um, man, I, it's tough. Like, I wish money weren't a factor because it would be a lot easier. Um, but I mean, I, I could see it in Carolina. I could envision it. If I, look, if I'm a quarterback and I can choose my destination, I'm not staying in the AFC. I am not staying in the AFC. It's such a harder roadblock to get there. And plus, event soon in the next two or three, two to three years, Brady and Rogers will be out of the NFC. They'll be retired. So, I mean, we'll see. Brady keeps unretired. Like, <laughs> I was unretired. Say. So, but look, in two to three years, Brady and Rogers will be either not elite or they'll be retired. And then the AFC is going to be. You got so you got like eight guys you can name in the AFC that are just, and now Russell Wilson's there. So I would go to the NFC and if I were look, Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson has a no trade clause. So he gets to choose where he wants to go. I would not go to new Orleans. There's just something <laughs> obviously so Michael sad. Thomas situation. Alvin Kamara is facing trouble right now. So I would go. That's right. He is. I would go to the Carolina Panthers. You got DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, hopefully Christian McCaffrey can get healthy. Yeah, sorry, that wasn't 10 seconds. Carolina. Geo? <laughs> yeah, Carolina, I agree. It's the, it's the better situation. Um, you know, New Orleans just lost Sean Payton. We don't know what's up with Michael Thomas, Kamara, Troubles. You go to Carolina, you got CMC, Watson. That's a deadly combo right there. You throw in DJ Moore. Wow. Jesus. Yeah, Panthers. It does look certainly appetizing. Uh, I'd pull a Jacob out of my butt and say Oakland because they're linked. Derek Carr just seen, even though they're like not trading Derek Carr, he's linked to every team that needs a QB right now. So it's like, what's the backup plan? Well, look, if you could trade Derek Carr for some picks and then trade those picks for Watson. Yeah, it's a possibility, but I agree with you guys. The Panthers look like a very fine option. So I agree with you there. Yeah, I don't know if I want Watson in Vegas. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna get he's gonna get in trouble. Let's not go there. Listen, we've gotten to the point now where we can cover all of the latest free agency news. We're gonna rattle them uh, for clipping purposes. We're gonna go pretty quick through these. Give us your initial reactions, just kind of what you were thinking when you heard it. Uh, and we're gonna start quick. We're gonna start fast. We're gonna start with one of the biggest ones, and that is Mitchell Trubisky. QB, formerly of the Chicago Bears, formerly of the Buffalo Bills, now finds himself as apparently the face of the franchise in the air to Ben Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh. Initial thoughts. What are you guys thinking? Jill, I'll start with you. I wouldn't read too much into it. He's either going to be a bridge quarterback or a backup if they go after somebody else. I mean, if he couldn't do it in two, two different franchises, uh, I, I don't see it. I read an interesting stat today. Over 200 quarterbacks have played 50 or more games in so many years or something like that. And only one quarterback has not thrown a pick six and it was Mitchell Trubisky. And I just love little oh, stats wow. like that because obviously he's thrown so many interceptions, but he's never thrown a pick six. So when somebody nonchalantly comes across that, even like I did today, I was like, Oh wow, that's really good. And then I had to <laughs> double take myself and say, Oh, wait a second. This guy like leads the league in interceptions or something like he's crazy but he also has um one of the top i believe six winning percentages among active qbs behind obviously some of the greats and then there's mitchell trubisky sitting with like a 43 and 23 record so it's well, like, they went to the playoffs a lot they went to the playoffs. while he was there yeah he had a winning record almost every year he was there so people forget about this because he wasn't producing from the fantasy aspect jacob what are your initial thoughts for guys like Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, mm. uh, Najee Harris, what are you thinking? Damn, I was I was thinking Trubisky, and I'm like, okay, he people he can say rush. he can sling it downfield. Well, rush. he can rush. He can rush too, but uh, I don't. It has to be. But then again, you had Ben Roethlisberger throwing to them. I was going to say it has to be a downgrade, but I don't. We don't know. Yeah, Ben, ben Roethlisberger at his worst was in those last two years. And Look, I knew when Mitchell Trubisky signed a one-year deal to be a backup in Buffalo. I was like, oh, this is so smart because he's going to go there, you know, just keep it, keep his head down, and he's going to come back next year and sign with the team. 
I think this is a great move on both sides. He's not going to be look. You never know. We we never we didn't know Tannehill was going to have such a resurgence when he went to the Titans. So I could see a Tannehill situation with Trubisky, but I think Gio's right. I think it's going to be more of a bridge situation. They're a team that can win now. So why would they go into rebuild mode and draft one of these rookie quarterbacks and then rely on that rookie quarterback when it's not an elite guy? who's going to be a, a top first round pick. And, you know, it's a good, it's smart. Even if they are going to draft a quarterback, have Trubisky be the guy for the next two seasons yeah. and have him come in. So I think, look, it's not going to be much different there. We'll, we'll see if Juju Smith-Schuster comes back. Nah, but he ain't coming back. as far as the pass catchers go, it's not going to be much difference for me regarding them. I think Pat Fryermuth could <laughs> could uh, <laughs> see some, you know, emergence here. So yeah, it'll, I think it'll be pretty similar to last year, which is honestly disappointing because we all think Chase Claypool can blow up more. Deontay Johnson might be hurt by this actually, because I think Ben Roethlisberger looked to him. So it it's going to be tough. Yeah. I just, I just don't see Trubisky doing well against, I mean, talk about tough defenses, man. Got to go up against Baltimore. Yeah. I mean, I know we talked about the Browns and, you know, we were very critical of Baker Mayfield, but the Browns have a nasty defense. Oh, my God. Miles Garrett, and I don't know if Jadavian Clowney has signed this year, Denzel Ward, and then – All the more reason to go out and get a mobile quarterback like Mitchell Trubisky to. I mean, believe it or not, the guy does have mobility. But can he keep up with a Burrow, uh, a Lamar Jackson type of players? Very true. And Burrow has torched the Colts. I mean, torched the uh, the Steelers. But, you know, like Jacob said, this is a Super Bowl-ready team. They have the defense. They have some offensive pieces, you know. And they're not making it to this. Not they're not making Josh it to the Allen, Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes, Herbert, Burrow. No. Listen, the AFC is stacked. They're not I'll take that making bet. it that far. But they're going to be a competitive team. And even we could talk all day about, uh, you know, this term bridge quarterback. But what we're focused on is fantasy. You know, Deontay Johnson was the wide receiver eight last year. Claypool was so up and down. He finished outside the top 35. But I mean, I think I like what Jacob says. I think we're going to see more of the same. We're going to see good days and bad days from these guys. Um, And I wouldn't hesitate taking Johnson if I saw him in the draft, you know, where his draft price is yet to be seen. Um, I haven't really been looking at that lately, but, you know, it seems like a pretty – it seems like a modest improvement over what was Big Ben over the last two years. Can we all agree on that? Yeah, I think so. Geo's hesitant. I mean, Big Ben did go to the super wild card round. Yeah, and I think Mitchell can get him there too. That's what I'm saying. So I think it's it's a little bit of an improvement. Come on. What are you going to (laughs) do? I mean, in the sense that he's younger and I guess (laughs) – you'll have another year of Najee Harris and that experience. And okay. I'll give you that one. Thanks, sir. Thank you. (laughs) All right, let's move on. James Connor stays in Arizona, signs a three-year extension, finally got some money. I don't know about you, Gio, but Jacob knows. I've always been a James Connor guy. I liked him as a Pittsburgh Steeler. I was questionable about him as an Arizona Cardinal, but uh, he proved all the doubters wrong once uh, Chase Edmonds went down with injury and he was able to take hold of that backfield. Now he finds himself the sole owner of that backfield unless they address it further in free agency or the draft as Chase Edmonds has been shipped off to Miami, or should I say signed in Miami because they didn't trade him. But, Mm -hmm. guys, this could have the potential of those workhorse backs who get all the work, and they're far and few between these days. Um, I like it. All signs are pointing to likey-likey. You know, other than the blemish that is Kyler Murray right now until they get that situation figured out. But James Conner, Arizona Cardinals, lone backfield. You have to love it. You have to love it. Gio, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, that's great news that, you know, he signed and Chase Edmonds is gone, right? I mean, there's we could say what we want about Kyler Murray, but right now, James Conner is the guy and we've seen him be the guy right now we're at Pittsburgh, you know, when he took over when Le'Veon Bell was, you know, kind of digging his own grave looking back now, but you know, it's, it's still the NFC West. He's going to have a tough time, but he's proven that he can, you know, 
deliver and you know run the ball. Um, you did bring up Kyler Murray, a little bit worried about that. We'll see, but um, if all works out, you know he could be a he could be a steal in the uh, third or fourth round. So, am I missing this? He was the running back five last year. Oh yeah, he was incredible. Fifteen touchdowns. Yeah. I, well, yeah. there's obviously some regression there, but with that yeah. comes more yardage. I mean, we could have a thousand yard runner. He's done that before. Uh, and he also got plenty of passing downs work. And without Chase Edmonds and with a full season to himself, we could see this guy potentially explode. So I don't think top 10 is out of the discussion at all. Jacob, what do you think? No. Yeah, I agree. And if if you remember, a lot of those big games were when Chase Edmonds was out. Yeah. So was that out. was a little preview of what we could get when they have one guy. I'm hoping he can hold up and stay healthy. And I look, you could say that about every single player, I guess, because it's the NFL and people get hurt on, on any play. But as long as he can stay healthy, I think he's definitely in the RB1 conversation. And I think he can be a bargain because people are going to I don't think people are going to draft him as an RB1. So I think he's definitely going to be a bargain. And no matter what happens, uh, we're assuming Kyler Murray comes back. Everything's all good. But either way, no matter what happens, he's not going to be drafted as an RB1. So I think it's going to be a good good bargain because there's no Chase Edmonds there. And I don't think they're going to bring in a guy who's going to have as much as an, of an impact as Chase Edmonds did. So I think he's going to be the guy. I'll leave it with this uh, to, to kind of not disagree with you, but like disagree with you and say that if everything stays the same and they figure out the Kyler Murray situation and it kind of rolls over nicely um, – I don't see James Conner getting out of the second round, which probably warrants him, mm. you know, a, maybe a low end RB one, maybe a high end RB two, but you just can't take, you can't turn away that workload. And if he's got the potential to get it, I don't think he leaves the first 12 or 14 picks. Someone's going to get him. Wow. Uh, I don't know. It's my bold take, right? Let's move on to his back corner mate. Oh, sorry. One last take. No, I was going to uh, rapid fire real quick. Would you rather have James Conner or Ezekiel Elliott? James Conner. James Conner or Saquon? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Jacob. <laughs> Jacob. Uh, I'll take Zeke. James Conner or Saquon Barkley? Saquon Barkley might get traded. Uh, oh. And I'm going with the hot hand, James Conner. Man, I I hate this question. I Actually, I'll go James Conner as well. James Conner or Christian McCaffrey? And this is they just both have injury history. This is they just both have redraft, injury history. Right? But if we put redraft. that aside, I'd go Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I got to go CMC on that. Look, there's some other names you can bring up that I might take over CMC. But I'm Look, taking the James. last four guys CMC. you've mentioned have all had injury concerns over the last few years. Saquon yeah. Barkley and Christian McCaffrey most notably. And we've seen Zeke just kind of like mildly stay afloat and kind of relevant, but not really there. Um, and James Conner also had his injury history, but we had a full season of James Conner last year, uh, healthy where he was a workhorse some of the time. And I'll take that over, you know, two years in a row of James Conner of McCraffy being hurt and two years in a row of Barkley being hurt or injured. So I got one more. Let's do it. All right. Redraft top of the second round. You take an Alvin Kamara who fell or James Conner. Alvin Kamara. Even with the troubles. He, well, are we assuming that he plays? Or are we assuming that those trouble like are we I'm going to draft? We're drafting today. Like right today. Yeah. Yeah, today. We're drafting today. That's how you gotta approach it. Yeah, I'd take Alvin Kamara. Yeah, so would I. Because injuries aren't a concern there. And I possible just, who doesn't play, but I, I think about it sometimes and I'm just like there are NFL players that have done far worse. And sure, they're out of the league now, but some of them have continued to play even after they've done their things. And if you've seen the pictures, it's pretty bad. But uh, I think he plays, and I'd probably take Alvin Kamara. But if you guys know my motto, I don't take troublemakers on my fantasy teams, which means Alvin Kamara in my dynasty league. He's up for grabs. Well, Anybody can have him. You try not to, and then you end up – you Who end did up I end up with, with last year? Mixon. You always end up with Mixon on your teams. Like he I don't hit know a how. girl when he was seventeen. <laughs> but you're the one who brings it up, Which and, is then, awful and I, I didn't even know, know that until you told me. Yeah, I know. And he is also on the table, Jacob. Thanks for saying that. Okay, I have people. <laughs> with, I can't bring up things like that. Anyways, let's move on, Gio. Thanks for that. If you have any more, keep them firing. But we're going to keep them firing 
Chase Edmonds, former running back of the Arizona Cardinals, now finds himself in Miami. Goodbye, Miles Gaskin. Goodbye, you know. Salvin Ahmed? I don't yeah, know. I was trying to Salvin remember Ahmed, the name. Yeah. And, Who else was there? Uh, Patrick oh, Brown. What's his name? Uh, Patrick Malcolm Brown was in L.A. and he went to the Miami. Malcolm Brown. Yeah, Malcolm Brown. Malcolm Brown. <laughs> so, I mean, oh, man. there's a lot of things that can happen there. But Miles Gaskin – you know, showed promise at times two years ago where he kind of was that Cinderella story. And then last year where it was anyone's backfield, any time of the week, we just never knew with COVID with injuries. It was always a mix up there, but um, Chase Edmonds clearly more talented than any one of those guys that they have there currently. I love him as a PPR guy. Gaskin's got some work. I like him. What do you guys think? Love it. Love it. it. I mean, talk about going to a situation where you have a wide receiver in Jalen Waddle who can stretch the field. And who else did they sign? Uh, Cedric Wilson and Mike Gusecki, like that passing game. And then you throw in Chase Edmonds who can, you know, run it on the ground. I mean, just all of a sudden I'm looking at the Miami Dolphins and I'm going, oh, they could give the Buffalo Bills some trouble. You know, I don't think they'll they'll beat them, but, you know, they'll make it interesting. Um, I forget. You're kind of a Tua truther, aren't you, Gio? Oh, I love Tua in Miami, and I love that they drafted Jalen Waddle to, you know, kind of give him that extra support, you know. And now you got Chase Edmonds there too. Oh my God, love it! You know they're gearing him up for success, and hopefully it comes to fruition. Jacob. So my first reaction was, I don't mess with Miami running backs. Like if you notice, I never want. I never wanted Gaskin. I never drafted any. I haven't drafted a Miami running back or rostered a Miami running back in a long time. But who is the Dolphins' new head coach? He is none other than Mike McDaniel, Daniel, the yeah. San Francisco 49ers offensive coordinator mm-hmm. last season. So I could see a lot of improvements in this offense. And I think they could utilize. Look, I'm not saying Chase Edmonds is going to be. Like he's going to be his own thing. He's not going to be a Debo Samuel. He's not going to be an Eliza Mitchell, but he's going to be his own thing. And I think he can be set up for success. I just, I just never understood the way Miami had been utilizing running backs in the past two to three years. And now I kind of have an idea of the style of play that, that Mike McDaniel is going to have. So I, I like it for Chase Edmonds. Now I'm kind of eyeing Chase Edmonds. A little bit, and I, I honestly <laughs> would have stayed away before in the past, but I think it can be a good thing. Miles Gaskin, two years ago, uh, great, great for fantasy. Cinderella story, waiver wire pickup of the year for some people, other than James Robinson. Last year, different story, but he still found himself with 49 receptions. Chase Edmonds, uh, similar. 43 receptions. Both were injured throughout the course of last year, but Miles Gaskin has. Is Gaskin still under contract? I don't know. I'm curious because him and Chase Edmonds are very similar to me. They are, but I think Edmonds is far and away more talented. And Gaskin is undrafted, so they could cut him easily. Yeah, he's, you know, and that just, that's just the sad reality of it. But uh, I, I like it. All signs are signs of pointing to fantasy success. And I think quality, quality in PPR formats quality rb2 numbers so just for context gaskin is under contract still this year fair so, enough yeah. i i don't know if it matters too much unless they decide to go with like a three-headed or two-headed backfield but you know brian flores that's not him anymore it's the new guy so we'll have to see and w- wait and see what they do um but they they are dink and dunk team for sure out of the backfield and they love to get their wide uh, running backs the ball and they just got a premier weapon to help them do that even better um, I like it. Let's move on to the next guy. The biggest name, I guess not the biggest name. I don't know if any of us were coming into today saying, hey, this was the <laughs> biggest name out there. But he money certainly talks. got the they certainly got the biggest amount of money, and that's Christian Kirk, $80 million to go play for three years with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And we'll kind of throw Zay Jones in there too that broke right before we recorded. He also signs a three-year deal with the Jaguars. And they are just giving Trevor Lawrence and new coach Doug McDermott the oh, Doug McDermott, yeah, the, the 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 keys here to give him as much offense as they can. Christian Kirk comes in 
being paid higher than guys, being paid more than guys like Devonte Adams, uh, Tyree Kill, uh, and a few others. But I mean, those are two of the premier names at the at, at the at that level right there. So someone said this perfectly earlier, and whoever I figure it out, I will be sure to say it. This is a great move in terms of like NFL because it helps out Trevor Lawrence. They're investing on the offensive line as well. I don't think it makes much of an impact for fantasy, and that's just my honest opinion. Uh, I don't think we see, you know, what's his name? See, I already forgot his name. I don't see. I don't think we see Kirk here enter the stratosphere. This is a guy that's never had a thousand-yard season. Um, we got to see what happens with guys like Marvin Jones and Jamal Agnew, guys that had prominence last year who spent the time to build that repertoire with. Um, you know, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. So, you know, I'm not writing home about this. It was certainly the news that shook the NFL world. But in terms of fantasy, a lot of people are seeing this as kind of like a lateral move. And I'm not saying I'm here to jump on the train with them. I'm just saying it's kind of what I see too. Like until you see it, you can't really believe it. So, Gio, what are you thinking? Um, It has my attention. Um. But like you said, you got Evan Ingram. They signed to a one-year deal. Zay Jones, Christian Kirk. I think Lavishka Chenault is still there, right? I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, he is still not, there. Yeah, who's not there is Urban Meyer. So that definitely counts for something. Um, <laughs> hopefully it leads to better coaching. Um, I would definitely keep my eye on him if I'm going running back heavy the first three rounds and then maybe getting a tight end or a quarterback and then a wide receiver starting in like the sixth or seventh round or whatnot. Um, He wouldn't wouldn't be a bad pick in my opinion. You know, he was always one guy that anytime our 49ers Jacob played the Cardinals, he was somebody that, oddly enough, more than DeAndre Hopkins, like his – Christian Kirk would just come out of nowhere and just, you know, have these big plays and like take it seven yards down the field. And I'm like, who's covering that guy? Seriously. And just, you know, so yeah, I'm keeping my eye on him. Jacob, you closing your eyes or keeping one eye open? <laughs> um, I look, this is crazy to me because like, I believe that's the maximum deal he could have gotten. This is the same deal that Kenny Galladay got last year which he shouldn't have gotten that deal either because they're getting 18 18 million a year guaranteed i'm like so and like you got to understand this in sports in nfl and basketball too every time like there's a the the cap expands and it's time for somebody to get paid it might not be the top tier guys we're getting ready to get paid that season because they're not free agents but a guy like christian kirk's gonna get paid and it's gonna be more than what Devonte Adams, like if Devonte Adams was a free agent, I'm pretty sure he would have gotten a lot more. Like each player has a max depending on what they've accomplished that far in their career and all that. But to me, what has Christian Kirk shown that he gets a max contract? Like I would never think if before this, would you think, oh, Christian Kirk's going to get a max deal? Like really? I don't yeah. get it. But the same just, article I that it. I was reading, they had linked it to desperation because you saw all these big names get franchise tagged early on the Devonte Adams, you know, the Chris Godwins and a couple of other names out there. Mike Williams resigns. And all of a sudden Christian Kirk becomes this top commodity that is just there. So they pay him out of necessity and he kind of has the leveraging in that respect. So like you mentioned with money in the NBA, like what has he done? he's done enough to prove that he's relevant when he's the only one there. Yeah. So it's pretty, and they have a lot of, they had a lot of cap space too. And I think you have to spend a certain amount. So each year. So I think maybe that had to do with it. Possibly. Fair enough. Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, Zay Jones, all find their way to the Jaguars. They are putting in work day one of free agency. They also signed some O-line members as well. So, and a new head coach, Boy Holly Juniors. We'll have to see what they do because I think it's all good for Trevor Lawrence. All good for Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. All of that is great for Trevor Lawrence. Dynasty owners like Jacob over here are probably ecstatic for Trevor Lawrence uh, in his stock. I need to ship him out, though, by the way. I got my quarterback room is getting getting crowded. 
Oh, well, let's see where day. Watson lands first. Pending a because from the last thing I read was that he still might face a suspension, but just because his True. legal troubles are over doesn't mean True. he might face a suspension. But we're not here to speculate on that, guys. I've taken up an hour and five minutes of your time. There are a few names here. We talked about Michael Gallup. We talked a little bit about Mike Williams, but he's kind of staying where he's at. We can expect him to do big things, hopefully carry it over into next year. But unless you have something back-busting, breaking news to end on, and I think it's safe to say episode one of season three is – going down in the books fellas and we have you to thank geo thanks for stopping by today do you want to give us a quick shout out of what you do because i kind of told everybody what you are dc fandom apocalypse but tell us in your own words man yeah well thanks again for having me guys i appreciate it and um you know i always enjoy listening to fantasy football talk you know for, even if i am going against you guys later <laughs> on in the season <laughs> Um, yeah, I do the uh, movie channel Apocalypse Movies with Jacob Bartley. Uh, we do those every Tuesday. And I also have a separate channel, Fandom United, where I talk more movies and geek stuff, stuff like that. You know, a lot of Snyder Cut talk. But uh, yeah, thanks again for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Gio, you tweet so much hashtag Snyder Cut that I've began to think that you are the official, like you own the hashtag. Like, you are just all things Snyder. Like you should just change your Twiddle handle, Twiddle handle, Twitter handle to Snyder. Yeah, there you go, right there. See it and weep. So Geo, funny enough, Geo did donate a Zack Snyder Justice League cut football to First Round Fantasy. So we have that. One day we'll all sign it and we'll give it away as a gift. But until heck, then. no, we're keeping that for ourselves. That's Jacob, true. you're the mainstay. You know how it goes, man. You got anything salty or spicy? To, it's well, just like that. Yeah, it is pretty cool. But uh, Jacob, you're the mainstay. You got anything salty or spicy to send us out? And if you can't think of something, we can always throw it to our guest, Gio. Well, uh, I thought that was up to you, Gabe. I thought you were coming with the spicy salt. Yeah, but like slowly and surely, I've started to hand it off over the year, over yeah. the over the last couple of months. So, Gio, you got something super spicy. We all we like to say it and then end it, so everyone can just be like, <gasps> and then poof, play play the outro. What do you got? What do you got, Jacob? Have it ready. Have it ready, Jacob. Tom Brady will be playing for the San Francisco 49ers next season. <laughs> Perfect. See ya.